Hey there, folks. Welcome to another episode of My Thoughts on Issues. I'm your host, Jason. So today, I think, uh, after quite some time of just kind of reflection and just uh, contemplation about uh, what's been transpiring the last couple weeks, I would say, um, I think it's time to talk about the A word, abortion. Um, as everybody is probably painfully aware by now, uh, there was a leak that came out a while ago about, uh, the Supreme Court, which is six to three in favor of conservatives, um, three of which have been appointed by Trump. All three of these have been very right wing, although I should pronounce it right wing, uh, in terms of their views, and uh, um, the uh, memo was leaked uh, that uh, there's a plan in the works for the uh, Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, So I figured I'd just kind of sit back while I'm doing a drive and uh, just talk about, uh, you know, some of my thoughts regarding this issue. Um, You know, I think it boils down to uh, this idea that, you know, conservatives have this mindset that they should control people's lives and bodies. That, that's really what it boils down to, authoritarianism, you know, um, especially given the fact that all these quote-unquote pro-life family values, uh, Christian values folks that you see that are in the... Uh, uh, Republican Party. Uh, take uh, Rick Scott, for example. Who just Part of their campaign is always to sit there and uh, jerk off to the idea of uh, being uh, in favor of uh, Christian family values and being pro-life. And yet, uh, when he was running, I think it was for, uh, I want to say it was for governor, but I can't remember exactly which position he was running for because he's been trying to jump from... from uh, uh, chamber to chamber and seat to seat so much that it's kind of hard to keep track of. But uh, he was talking about how he was pro-life and, uh, you know, abortion should be illegal and all this stuff. At the same time, he uh, was insisting that his mistress, not his wife, his mistress, his, his his side squeeze should go and get an abortion when she told him that, uh, um, that she was pregnant, you know, and so it, it, it's just very, it's a, it's amazing that the level of hypocrisy here, you know, you've got these conservatives who sit there and preach one thing in the public square, but then when it comes to their private life, they uh, preach the exact opposite. It's, uh, you know, freedom for me, but not for the type of attitude, you know, and, and uh, this, this whole authoritarian, uh, Ideology that the uh, the conservatives have around the idea of abortion or the the, the concept of abortion is, uh, you know, it harkens back to this idea that they think that um, white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who are male should have the authority and the the dictator the dictatorship of being able to, uh, force women, you know, into doing something or not doing something, you know, 
Um, and, th- and that's what you see, you know, is you see this idea that women's bodies are not their own. They don't have autonomy over their own body. And therefore, they do not have the right to make decisions about their own body. But also keep in mind, this is the same group of people who just a couple years ago was screaming, my body, my choice, when it came to not getting the vaccination for the COVID virus or not covering their face with a face mask. So once again, this boils back to the idea of freedom for me, but not for thee. I'm a a straight white male um, and a Christian, and therefore I should have the utmost freedom to do whatever I want and then enforce what I think other people should do on them, but other people should not have the freedom to do what they want. Um, and that, that's kind of my take on, on where this is at right now. Um, because contrary to this whole situation of Roe v. Wade being overturned, it's still a very popular theme amongst Americans. Most Americans, from what I've been reading and from some of the surveys I've been looking at, there's, they, they, there's a mass support for Roe v. Wade. There's a mass support for the woman's right to choose whether to keep the uh, um, the, the fetus or to abort it, you know. Um, and, you know, that's kind of where we're at as a society right now is we're, we're going backwards and, and trying to rehash this uh, this this talking point. And, and to be honest, it's part of the conservatives' uh, a whole... Uh, um, culture wars, uh, um, little parade that they're going on here. You know, uh, they have no economic policies. They have no real life, um, rational, uh, options that will help people get through these tough times. And so what they do is they, they turn to these culture issues and get that all drummed up, uh, so that, you know, they can make people's lives even more worse by going after culture, societal uh, uh, standards or norms. So that's what, that's what they're aiming at, you know? Um, and, you know, I do think, it's, I think they're going to wait until after uh, the 2022 midterms. Uh, once we get into 2023, depending on how they do in the Senate, depending on how they do in the House, um, and depending on how they do in the uh, the governor uh, races, the gubernatorial uh, governor races, you know, for for those seats, I think you will see this uh, this uh, memo, this uh, draft, come to fruition. Um, and the, sa- the 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 scary thing. And also the sad thing about this whole thing is, too, is that uh, uh, even the Democrats are preparing to lose both houses in the uh, midterms in 2022. The uh, um, most polls that I've been looking at that uh, come from Democrat sources are saying that they're expecting to lose uh, at least 10 House seats. And they're expecting to lose two or three Senate seats as well. So um, the Democrats here are not doing much better. They are just 
waffling on practically everything, and that's why you're going to see this resurgence of uh, conservative values being uh, uh, pushed into these uh, seats of power. Um, is just because Democrats are, are proven to be any inefficient. Um, they're 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 proven to be uh, uh, incompetent, and the problem is is their opponents, the conservatives, uh, the GOP, they've pr- proven to be very uh, tedious and very nefarious in their politics. You know, as the saying goes, they've got their shit together, and uh, um, that's a problem because um, the values that they push, the ideology that they push, is very detrimental to just humanity in general. You know, um, they're going to continue to to push to regress this country backwards decades. And this whole issue on abortion has been the tip of the iceberg. Always has been, you know. Um, They're going to use this to kind of spearhead the whole uh, resurgence of their uh, ideology and use it as kind of a gateway drug to get people going on other options. topics and get other bills going. So, um, what you're seeing right now is just kind of a, you know, it's a little bit of foreplay as to what's going to be in the road for us next couple months and years. Um, when it comes to abortion, you know, like I said, I think it's the uh, woman's right to choose. Um, and I kind of take the middle ground, the moderate or centrist view, whatever you want to call it when it comes to abortion, because, uh, you know, I think there should be some regulations in place to, to kind of dictate where there's a, a hard line and a soft line for uh, when it's acceptable and when it's not, you know. Um, this whole idea that uh, conservatives are pushing that, uh, you know, the quote-unquote left, however they choose to define that uh, nebulous for, uh, term for their opponents... Um, when they sit there and claim that the quote-unquote left wants abortions, you know, just no strings attached, just open-ended abortions all the way up until birth, and even including partial birth abortions, it's uh, it's just not true. You know, it's it's a talking point they they use to uh, to uh, just kind of gin up their uh, their their base to get them, you know, whipped into a fury. So they, uh, you know, will go out to vote and uh, push their backwards ideology on people, you know. Um, and, you know, that, that's where, where they're at. They're trying to say that, you know, the leftists want, uh, you know, no strings attached abortions all the way up to uh, um, childbirth, you know, and, and that's not the case. There's... Um, there's regulations in place that will define, you know, when a woman can no longer just willy-nilly get a, go get a, an abortion, you know. And that's what uh, Roe v. Wade is all about, is setting in state um, certain parameters as based off of state legislatures as to what these limitations are, you know. 
Um, and unfortunately, you get to some of these very pro-Republican, uh, ultra-conservative states, and they will set the bar very early, like four weeks, six weeks. You know, it's at that point at four and six weeks, that's uh, you know, the uh, the woman might not even know that she's pregnant still. You know, because she hasn't gotten her her, uh, her period or didn't get a monthly period and therefore, you know, isn't really uh, being signaled that uh, she could be pregnant. You know, so they, they set some of these standards very, very low as well as they come up with all these other regulations for uh, codes for uh, abortion clinics that make it very tough, you know. And most states have a ban when it comes to vitality of the uh, fetus. Once they figure that enough development has uh, been underway, that the fetus is now viable outside of pregnancy, to where if they have to do a C-section, which, by the way, a C-section is a form of abortion because abortion is defined medically as a pregnancy-ending procedure. And a C-section counts as a pregnancy-ending procedure because it's ending the pregnancy. It's removing the, the uh, fetus from the womb and that ends the pregnancy. Now, granted, that kind of the, the layman's term understanding of it, it also deals with the, 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 uh, the fetus dying in the process, um, you know, as a result of the abortion. But... That is the medical definition. It's it's just it's basically just a pregnancy ending. Uh, um, it's just a pregnancy pregnancy ending procedure. And guess what? Miscarriages also count as an abortion because once again, a miscarriage is a pregnancy ending um, procedure or, or uh, uh, event. Now. Granted, they call it a miscarriage because they don't want to associate it with an abortion. Um, but technically, it's a nat- it's natural abortion. Whereas, you know, a C-section or the actual aborting of a, uh, a fetus and it dying in the process, that's more of an quote-unquote artificial one. You know, it's being induced by uh, um, a person. So it would be considered an induced abortion. Um, but technically, that's what a uh, miscarriage is. It's an abortion. You know, it's just a, the natural form of it rather than being an induced version of it that we see, you know, in medical practice. So, you know, I don't think that that's something that's really mentioned too terribly much in this whole discourse. Um, mainly because we keep getting distracted as to uh, other talking points surrounding abortion. And for me... Um, the one I see a lot, given that I still have close ties to conservative Christians, uh, whether they're, they're friends or acquaintances or family members, is it always goes back to this idea of when does life start? You know, that, and that's how they want to determine, you know, if abortion, if abortion is okay and whatnot. Um, it goes back to this idea of, well, when does life start? Okay, well... Um, if that's going to be the goal, then that means you should be against war. You should be against the uh, death penalty. You should be against, uh, 
a whole bunch of other things that conservatives like to champion that result in, uh, you know, the loss of life or the harming of life. If they're so pro-life, then why aren't they doing anything about uh, the immigrants at the, at the border, the refugees, you know? Um, if they want to pull the I'm a conservative Christian card that's pro-life, then what does your Bible say about, uh, you know, how you should treat foreigners or immigrants that come to reside amongst you? Uh, here's a hint. You're supposed to treat them as your own citizens. So, you know, I, I just find it very hypocritical when this whole, you know, sanctity of life and, uh, you know, I'm pro-life uh, talking point is conjured up. Because it's not about uh, being pro-life. It's about being pro-fetus. The only thing you care about is forcing a woman to... Um, carry the fetus to term, regardless of the circumstances behind it. I mean, re- remember that, that, that infamous uh, line from uh, one of the Republican uh, senators a while years ago when he was talking about how, uh, you know, if it's a legitimate rape, then the body would just abort it naturally and, a, and person, the woman wouldn't get pregnant. So basically what he's saying is if she enjoys it just a little bit, then that means that uh, um, she should have to carry it. You know, uh, and then you had somebody else from, uh, I can't remember who it was, but somebody else from, uh, Florida was talking about how, uh, you know, um, well, you know, God works in mysterious ways. And, uh, if somebody gets pr- uh, pregnant because she was raped or because of incest or something like that, or if the, the baby has some sort of medical issue where it's going to come out with a whole bunch of issues, then they should just keep the baby and uh, see it as like a miracle, as some sort of lesson that uh, they need to learn. You know, it, it's just, you know, it basically boils down to uh, women should be punished and being forced to remain pregnant and raise a child that they may or may not want or be able to afford, then they're going to do it, you know, all for the simple idea that they had sex. You know, that, that's really what it is. It's a punishment for sex. doesn't matter if it's uh, what kind of sex it is, if it's uh, consensual or rape or if it's, uh, you know, done with the intent of uh, wanting a child or not wanting a child or if it was uh, done using contraceptives because they understand they don't want a child and probably can't afford a child at the time. Or even not. You know, it doesn't matter to these conservatives. They uh, will use this as a way to punish women simply for having her legs spread, whether willingly or unwillingly, you know. And this seems harsh, but that's how it is. And so they go back to this whole talking point of, oh, it's, you know, it's about being pro-life and sanctity of life. And when does life begin? But what they do is they sit there and say it's at the moment of... um, conception, you know, and now there's even, you know, more drastic issues coming about because of this whole Roe v. Wade uh, um, situation here, this this leaked memo. Um, You're starting to see some more uh, radical conservatives come out with bills or proposals that, uh, uh, for example, that uh, life should begin 
not at conception or not when uh, the sperm uh, fertilizes the egg, but as far back as when the egg travels down the fallopian tube and attaches itself to the wall of the uterus. And now it becomes ready to uh, be fertilized by the sperm so that that whole process can begin. They want to make that um, considered to be a human life before the sperm even completes the second half. You know? Um, and look at other, look at a, a previous conservative Christian doctrine. You see this primarily in the Catholic Church. It, it, it's, you know, the, I think it's the life of Brian um, kind of pokes fun at this. Um, I, I think it's the life of Brian, but regardless, it's a Monty Python skit. And it's the whole thing of every sperm is sacred. And that was the previous conservative talking point when it came to abortion being pro-life was that every sperm was sacred. That every sperm was considered to be a human life and therefore uh, the, the, the ultra-conservative radicals would consider masturbation to be uh, immoral and wrong and should be punished. Because, you know, if you masturbate and your seed doesn't fall into the quote-unquote belly of a woman, as stated in the Bible, then he is spilling his seed and killing life. And I honestly believe that you will see this happen. If they overturn Roe v. Wade, not only will you see them push these laws that state that an egg is considered a human life even before it's fertilized by the sperm. But they'll also turn around and they'll push all this other, uh, you know, um, all these other bills that will condemn, you know, sexual behavior like masturbation. And they'll say that if you, uh, you know, masturbate and you, uh, um, quote unquote, spill your seed, once again, as quoting the Bible, that that is also wrong in the murder of uh, human life. And they will pass laws that they are in control that will that will demonize and make that act illegal. Um, and this should be no surprise to anybody because they've been doing this in other countries. Uh, what you see conservatives do is they use other countries, third world countries, as their playground. They're do, uh, conservative Christians from the United States... Uh, evangelicals will take their far-right, ultra-conservative uh, Christian values to places like Africa and South America, and they will work with like-minded individuals there to push these uh, narratives. And in the case of Latin and South America, or Central and South America, you get some of these right-wing uh, um, Catholic um, basically proto-authoritarian uh, uh, politicians in power and they are criminalizing women having miscarriages. There's been tons of articles that were written about this as far back as 10 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago, where, you know, these right-wing Christian authoritarians that are down there in these other countries 
not only will they pass laws that criminalize and make abortion illegal, but then they turn around and they, they uh, make miscarriages, um, for all intents and purposes, illegal. Why? Because they any anytime there is a, a, a miscarriage that happens, um, they will draft. They drafted laws that said that the the woman has to be investigated, which includes her being arrested and thrown in jail while the investigation is being done, to make sure she doesn't try to flee because she's guilty of quote unquote killing the baby. You know, that's what you're seeing in all these Central and South American countries. Whenever you know these ultra conservative Christian right wing uh, dingbats get put into power, is is the uh, uh, the whole abortion issue is kind of the the first step, and then they just take it one step further, you know, and they uh, go after uh, um, women if they have a miscarriage, investigate them, treat them as if they are criminals, and. An, basically treat it like a modern day uh, Salem witch trial witch hunt that's really what this is it's a modern day Salem witch trial and they're bringing it to the United States I know this from secondhand experience when I was living in Atlanta once again Georgia a very ultra conservative Republican state in terms of who controls the state. Now, in recent elections, we've seen that that's actually not the case, that the the, uh, the majority of Georgians are actually more liberal-minded and uh, tend to vote blue, but because of the the mechanisms of the, uh, the state in terms of how they're able to suppress votes and then uh, gerrymander, Republicans still are able to keep a very good control of the state. And at the time I was living in the state... Um, the partner I was with at the time, she had a miscarriage. And what happened? The Republican-led state attempted to investigate her to say that she, that there's some sort of neglect or criminal behavior and that she killed her uh, the, the fetus. And so they tried to have an investigation of her. And if it wasn't for the fact that, you know, she had a really good uh, doctor... Who knows what would have happened, you know? Who knows what they would have done? But this is in the works, people. You you need to wake up to this and realize that this Roe v. Wade thing is just the tip of the iceberg. They repeal it, and it's going to be game busters for these these, uh, conservative fascists. And I I guarantee you that they will take it one step further than that. They'll make it, you know basically a thing where they will charge you for a crime if you don't treat your body as a temple. Go Once again, harkening back to biblical doctrine or dogma is that you got to treat your body as a temple and therefore they will say, well, you're not pregnant yet, but I see you're doing, uh, that you're smoking or you're drinking or any kind of social cultural thing that they don't find to be moral and they will, uh, They'll go after it, you know? Oh, you're drinking. You've been drinking for two years, and then you got pregnant, but then you got a miscarriage. Oh, well, you did not properly prepare your body for a miscarriage or for, for a pregnancy to have a child. So, therefore, because you miscarried, um, you did not properly uh, 
take care of your body and then we're gonna go after you for that. That's that's where they're going with this, you know, when it comes to miscarriages. You know, um, this is just a tip of the iceberg. They will overturn Roe v. Wade and then what they will do is they will go and they will make abortion illegal across the board, no ifs, ands, or buts, which there are already some ultra-conservative Republicans pushing that narrative that uh, they want to do a, a complete abortion ban. Um, McConnell, the uh, minority leader in the Senate, he wants to uh, um, he wants to pass a federal ban on abortions if Roe v. Wade is overturned. So they're, they're setting up their dominoes and they're getting ready to just flick it over so that it all falls apart. You know, that's what they're doing. They're getting all their ducks in a row so that when the time comes, they can just you know flip the switch and boom, it's going to just be rapid fire um, craziness. There's other ultra conservative uh, Republicans out there that are trying to do, trying to make contraceptives illegal. Something as basic as condoms. I want to say there was a Louisiana, I think it was a Louisiana politician, a Republican, who was promoting this idea of making, putting, doing a, a, at least a statewide ban, if not a, a nationwide ban, on condoms. Because he thinks that contraceptives are a form of abortion. And therefore, they should be all be illegal. You know, th- this is where they're going. You know, and 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 people just don't realize it. You know, they're they're too busy talking about the Amber Heard versus Johnny Depp bullshit, or they're worried, or they're too busy talking about the big the slap gate from uh, um, Will Smith. And in the meantime, Republicans are going around just trashing our rights. You know, and. When it comes to our body, they're going after our, our our right to have some sort of medical say in our bodies. And uh, their abortion is their uh, that's their the, the tip. That's that's the the uh, the round one fight victory uh, battle right there. You know, they're, and they're doing it. They they they're 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 winning that battle right now. And Democrats, they're they're not doing anything. You know. Um, kind of shifting gears here, I'm going to also blame Democrats. Because for the last 30 years, since the 1990s, and the, the Clinton, Clintonian uh, Democrats, as I've heard them often referred to as, uh, they've been trying to take the the Democrat Party to being a, a, a diet version of the Republicans. They're trying to be conservative light, you know? In fact, in 2016, when Hillary Clinton ran for president, she picked a pro-life vice president. So for the past 30 years, the uh, Democrats have been trying to woo over pro-life conservatives to vote for them. And so they're willing to put abortion up on the table. They don't care. You know, they got the money. They don't care... uh, you know, if ever, if it, if this is negative, negatively going to affect millions of women in, in this country, because they don't care. They got the money. You know, they got the money. They got the power. They don't need to worry about it. You know. Um. So, the Democrats are doing very little. Where, where's Joe Biden's uh, uh, gameplay here? Where, where's his his little strategy of? Uh, Packing the courts. I mean, I thought I remember him talking about that. Pack the courts, you know. Um, 
aware is that? I don't see him even making that threat where, you know, he's like, hey, you know, if this is, if this becomes a thing, then I'm going to pack the courts. I'm just going to add three or four justices in there, you know? Yeah, add four. You know, bring up the 13. Add four liberal justices that will uphold Roe v. Wade and uphold, you know, quote-unquote liberal or progressive values. You know? You got one in right now. Cool. Awesome. Oh, now you got to get some more in there. Because if you don't, I I greatly foresee Roe v. Wade being overturned. You know? So, this kind of falls on the the Democrats' uh, backs, too, because... Come on, you got the House, you got the Senate, you got the presidency, pack the courts, you know? If Biden's supposed to be like this era's or this generation's version of FDR, then pack the courts. He did, you know? When when the, the courts were trying to strike down his policies that, uh, that Democrats and himself were uh, passing into law, going against the popular... Uh, support of, of the of Americans what did what did FDR do he just packed the courts with people who are going to support his agenda you know because it was the right thing to do and Biden just lacks the backbone to do it why do you not want to propose at the very least a liberal agenda to help strengthen liberal policies uh, so you can get reelected uh, apparently not I, I guess Democrats always want to play the victim and screech about how, uh, you know, they're the victim in politics. But we, when you get power, you don't do anything to help out. You know, you don't, you don't do anything to help uh, people who are in need and who are suffering, you know, who, who are being targeted by these nefarious uh, policies from the conservatives. So, you know, you can sit there and play the victim card only so much before it's a matter of, okay, step up, learn some karate, and then just slap back, you know? But you're not doing that. And that's the problem, you know? Democrats aren't doing anything. They're going along with it, you know? Republicans are are trying to pass laws that uh, gut uh, Planned Parenthood from providing more than just, you know, abortions. They, They provide a whole slew of services, you know? I, as a guy, have gone to uh, Planned Parenthood, you know. It, it, it's, it provides a lot more services than just, uh, you know, let's go get an abortion. You know, it's bullshit. They don't, they don't do anything to help that. They, and, and conservatives are, are, are uh, you know, trying to pass laws that make it illegal for women to go to other states to get abortions. You know, so let's say, for example, Texas passes a, bo- a bill that outlaws abortions altogether. Then what, the, the, what they're also proposing is to pass other bills that say, well, if a Texan goes to nearby New Mexico and to get an abortion, then they can arrest her and, and try her for murder. You know, it's just ridiculous. You know, this, this is crazy. So... The Democrats are just sitting there twiddling their thumbs, showing that they're ineffective at governing. Meanwhile, the, the, the Republicans are being aggressively nefarious in implementing their their backward ideology. You know, and, the, and you know, once again, going back to this whole idea of um, this, this whole talking point of, 
you know, when, when, when does life begin, you know, and, and all these other talking pieces about, uh, um, whether or not abortion is moral or not, you know, and, and, you know, conservatives like to, once again, you know, rehashing what I said earlier, conservatives like to, 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 to impose their, their religious beliefs into this, you know, well, the Bible says, you know, that God, you know, knitted us together in the womb, you know, all this stuff, you know, and life begins at conception and all that, you know, uh, actually the Bible says life begins when the baby takes its first, first breath of, and it's implied of air because the Bible doesn't really know too much about anatomy and, and how the birthing process and the pregnancy process actually, you know, happens. So, um, the Bible actually states, explicitly states that life begins at the first breath of air. They, and, and this is why you see throughout the Bible, this whole reference of the quote unquote breath of life. So you're not alive until you take your first, first breath of air. Likewise, the Bible actually does condone abortion. I want to say it's Deuteronomy 5, but I can't remember. But I do know it's in the book of Deuteronomy. They, there's a highlighted passage about how, you know, uh, if a husband thinks that uh, his wife is being unfaithful, he can take her before the priest and she has to swear up and down a storm that she didn't do it or whatever. And uh, the priest can concoct a, a potion and this she will be forced to drink this potion. And if she's telling the truth and uh, um, she didn't have uh, cheat on, on her husband, then nothing will happen. And then the husband can no longer has the right to divorce his wife for any reason because he's kind of slandered her good name before God and the priest and and all of Israel or blah, 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 bull crap, you know. But if she's lying and she did cheat, um, then what will happen is this potion will magically kick in by the will of God and, and uh, it will cause her to abort or miscarriage the, uh, the fetus, the baby, you know. So... Um, this whole idea that Christ, that Christians will want to sit there and claim that it's all about life and when life begins, they really don't know what their own Bible says, you know. Uh, and and to be honest, it's kind of a moot talking point. Uh, it shouldn't really it shouldn't really be about when life begins, because like I said, you can consider sperm or egg to be human life because it is, you know, it's a human life. Technically, cancer, you know, tumors are human life, but you don't see them standing up and saying that uh, they need to be that people need to be pro-tumor and let a tumor just develop because it's it's human life, you know. But yeah, I mean, technically speaking, if you want to get really, really super technical about it, sperm is human life. It lives outside the human of uh, the male body for you know a certain period of time before it dies. You know, hopefully just long enough for uh, at least one of the sperm to get to the egg and fertilize it. But, you know, um, do we sit there and decide that 
masturbation is a form of uh, uh, infanticide, you know? Or do we consider the, the the death of the sperm because you shot it into a Kleenex uh, now murder? No, we don't. We don't consider it that. We don't. We don't consider it to be, you know, that kind of life to where it, it uh, is considered murder, you know. And and you know that the, the the real question should really be applied to, you know, um, what is going to be, what needs to be done to help protect the, the woman, you know, and then also, yes, the, the fetus, you know, um, as certain, and this goes back to the whole idea of vitality. When can, a, when does a fetus be, get to a certain level of vitality that it becomes, uh, um, able to live or be sustained outside of the womb if they were to have to do an emergency a C-section to remove it? You know, can they then turn it and put it on life support and keep it alive that way, you know? So, yeah, the, the, the idea, this idea of vitality is important. Um, the other thing that comes into play, too, is personhood, you know? Um, this talking point is it's a very, very messy concept, and oftentimes conservatives like to uh, um, interchangeably use person or personhood with life. The same way that they incorrectly uh, interchange gender and sex. Biological sex and gender, gender roles or norms, they're not the same thing. Just like how person or personhood and life is not the same thing. Um... And so there's this discussion about personhood too, you know, when, you know, what, when is a, when is somebody a person, you know, what, how do you define personhood? You know, is it like a hard black and white, uh, situation where it's either black or white and there's like a very obvious set point in the development of this, uh, fetus that it now is a a person, whereas before it wasn't. Um, or is it kind of a, a shades of gray type of thing, you know, where it comes in stages and there is no hard start point, there is no hard stop point, you know. Um, and if you actually look at it, according to the law, U.S. law, they consider a person to be a person once they are born. Once they now are no longer dependent upon the the woman, you know, and, and her womb for survival, that makes that that uh, that life form a uh, a person. You know, but the, then the question also comes into play is okay, well what does that mean? What what does personhood mean? You know, um, it's like I said, it's a very messy concept to try to talk about. Is it somebody who is fully developed? Okay. Well, if somebody is not fully developed, you know, let's say somebody has down syndrome, then does that mean they are not 
a person. They're not fully human or a, or a life. You know, if somebody has a, you know, what if well, what if, what if it's just a normal, you know, infant? Are they not a full human because they haven't fully developed anything yet, like a, their own personality or their own or their ability to speak a language or have their own thoughts? You know. All these things can can apply to what makes a person a person. You know, it's it's it kind of goes back to this idea of the soul that conservatives and conservative Christians like to kind of uh, meander towards is this uh, this concept of a soul. You know, so they kind of uh, apply or or correlate a soul with person and personhood. You know. Um, but, you know, this can then be applied to the, the, the Terry Schiavo case from back in the 90s when she had some sort of issue and she was in, basically rendered a, a, in a vegetative state where who she was as a person was deemed to be no longer there, you know. Same thing applies with... Uh, a, a first-hand experience I had with my grandfather. He had a massive stroke and he was rushed to the hospital, put on life support, and he was, you know, basically determined to be a vegetable. You know, the whatever personhood or soul or whatever it was that made my grandpa who he was as a person was gone. They said that he was, that the machine right now is just keeping the life going, but the chances of him being the person that we knew if he woke up would be slim to none. That for all extents of purposes, he was just an empty shell that was breathing. And that the machines were keeping that breathing process going. And they didn't even know if he would continue to live or if his body would just naturally shut down, you know? So the question is, is, you know, do, um, do, does he consider to be a person, a life, you know? And is it considered murder if the plug were to be pulled, you know? In the case of my grandfather, um, I ended up making the decision. Uh, I'm not going to go into the details behind that because it's still a very uh, painful experience for me. But I ended up having to make the decision to remove the life support from my grandfather's body. And sure enough, a couple minutes later, his body just ceased to be able to perform the basic functions to keep him alive. He stopped breathing and the body died. But even at that point, the doctors, every, every, all the experts are saying, you know, it's just, he's just an empty shell. Even if he did survive off of life support, you know, and even if he did quote unquote wake up and he look, he would look around, his brain was gone. Who he was as a person, his identity was gone, you know. But I've been told by ultra conservatives that I'm a murderer because I killed because I pulled the plug on him. That. You know that life is life, and you should you know try to do everything in your in your per, in your ability to keep it going, no matter what. I, and my father has had the same experience as well. 
when my grandpa, his father, was put on life support. He had to make the, the tough decision to take his father off life support. And I've got cousins and other relatives who call my dad a murderer for uh, taking him off life support. Because how dare he uh, um, try to play God and decide who lives and who dies. Well, you know, um, the fact that these people were hooked up to machines that are artificially extending their life, isn't that playing God too by artificially keeping them alive? You know, it's... It's just a very, it's a very crazy, you know, this is a very crazy uh, discussion here. You know, it's a very, this whole topic of abortion, is it, it just, it, it demonstrates just the absurd psyche of Americans. You know, I mean, we, Americans, especially conservative Americans, truly do live in a bubble of fantasy where rational critical thinking skills are just not there, you know? They just they just cannot bother themselves to get an informed educated education so they can make informed educated uh, decisions and, and opinions. And that's what you're seeing right now. You know, this this is this whole talk about abortion, you know and the repeal of Roe v. Wade. You know, these are, this is a tough item. This is a very, very complex, nuanced concept and discussion. You know, it's not a recent thing. Back in the Roman times, there was a plant that women could uh, chew on and digest that would help them abort their babies or their fetuses, whatever you want to call it abort the pregnancy, let's put it that way, and they actually use it as a tool in an attempt to get more equality within Roman society. And in some regards, it worked. But of course, there were the conservative, uh, you know, naysayers who were, you know, demonizing women in the same in the, in the same regard, you know. It's like, well, know your role and stay in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. That's, that's what this all kind of boils down to, you know. And this is a very nuanced issue, and I think that's why it's very important that the uh, pro-choice um, position should be upheld. That's why Roe v. Wade should be upheld. This is why Democrats, if they really cared about this item, this, this issue, would have passed laws that codified it into law so that it could not be simply over, overturned and reversed by the Supreme Court. It would take a lot more work than just a simple majority for the uh, Supreme Court to, to reverse it, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think that th- this, I think that the way that Roe v. Wade is set up right now is, is a pretty good standard. I think there needs to be some work in terms of legislation to, to fully codify it into law. That way it doesn't operate kind of like executive orders are operated where they can just simply be rescinded by... Uh, another president, you know, who doesn't like it, but codified into law, that way it does actually take much more of a majority to overturn what is already law. And even with the precedence that's already been set, obviously it doesn't really matter much here because the Supreme Court is still possibly going to uh, ignore precedence and just overturn it anyway. So, 
there needs to be a much more of a solidified move, mainly on the part of Democrats, but just Americans in general, to get this thing to be passed into law so that women have the right to choose and make medical decisions about their own body. You know, this is one of those items where you cannot have one generalized, blanketed statement that, you know, makes everything on common footing. Circumstances have to be taken into account. And if not, then this is going to be a very, very rude awakening for a lot of people, you know. Um, and to be honest, it's going to it's going to be a good. It's going to be an interesting, ironic, and in my opinion, hilarious way that women will be able to turn around and get back at men because, you know, if the woman is not able to have autonomy over her body to make medical decisions about whether or not to keep the, the, the baby or get rid of it, well, then, you know, if it's considered a life that needs to be protected, well, then does that mean she get to uh, uh, declare child support on, on the father, you know? Because I know for a fact that that's going to outrage a bunch of conservative men who don't think that... Uh, women should be allowed to charge them with uh, child support, you know? There's going to be tax breaks for it, you know? Conservatives don't really care about, you know, tax breaks for the average person. You know, this 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 topic, this issue is just a really huge... Um, it's just really huge, you know? This is it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. And I think it's... If Roe v. Wade gets overturned, this is going to be a very negative chain of events that's going to occur the next couple months, years, decades. It's going to get very ugly, you know, all because we don't want to have an actual intelligent discussion about this. We don't want to recognize that this is a very muddied uh, concept with no clear-cut answers. And therefore, we have to look at the circumstances that everybody faces and give women the autonomy and the respect to make their own decisions for their own body. And uh, that's kind of where I I stand on this whole issue. You know, um, I am pro-choice. I understand... The, the need to allow women to get together with a medical professional and make a determination as to what's going to be best for them and their body as well as the pregnancy itself. If there's going to be complications with the pregnancy, then a woman should not have to endure those, those complications or any financial struggle that comes along with it. Same thing, if, if it looks like the, the child's going to be, you know, born with some severe issues, you know, should a woman be expected to incur the financial and emotional and physical uh, repercussions of letting it go to term and, and having that, you know, child 
deal with it? Should the child have to deal with it too, you know? Should should somebody be forced to have a child knowing that it could die in a couple hours? I mean, there's I've seen reports of this all over the place of, of women giving birth to child, children, to, to, to babies, that they know will not survive the day. Why? Why? why so that you can spend those couple hours sitting there ooing and eyeing over the baby and having like some sort of life lesson about it? Is that really how you view a human life? Is that to teach you a lesson? You know, it's... No, there's... You can learn these lessons without having to rely on using another person's life to learn it, you know? And, uh... You know, I, I think that where we're headed with this uh, conservative uh, backlash against women's rights, medical rights, and just the basic right of uh, somebody having autonomy over their own body so they can make their own medical decisions, it, it's, it's just, you know, this is authoritarian in nature, and it's, I hate to keep using the word, but it's fascist. That's really what it is. It's just fascist. It's one of the many ways that that conservatives want to implement their neo-fascist ideology. You know, it's something that they've always, you know, been doing. This, that this is this is why I say conservative conservatism, conservative ideology or values is just a gateway drug for fascist ones. You know? Because that's all it is. You know, they, it's authoritarian in nature and they use it to, you know, push some sort of pure or righteous or whatever nonsense. And, you know, this, this needs to be addressed properly because right now it's not, we've got Democrats who are, are incompetent and ineffective at doing anything despite holding power they can't even get some of their own guy, their own party members in line to follow their supposed party platform and uh, you know we've got Republicans who are just hellbent on turning this country into Gilead to a point where they actually put a justice on the Supreme Court who is part of this far-right radical Christian sect that The Handmaid's Tale is based around and the uh, the people who run Gilead is based around. And now we're seeing it being brought into fruition and even the author, I think it's Margaret Atwater, even said that she wrote this book that turned into a, a TV series as kind of a warning sign because she saw it coming back in the 70s. I want to say maybe 60s, but definitely 70s, you know? And it's like, you know, she's been calling, she's been predicting this for 50 years. And here we are, and it's it's a reality. So, um, I don't know. This is very, it's very dangerous, you know? And women are going to get hurt, and men are going to get hurt. Everybody's going to get hurt, except for the people who um, are the nefarious ones. And they will skirt by it and, and get away with this crap. Anyway, uh, you know, tell me what you think. Uh, send me an email. 
My email is spacetrooper underscore zoll at yahoo.com. S-P-A-C-E-T-R-O-O-P-E-R underscore Z-U-L at yahoo.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, is this something that uh, you think is a big deal or not? Thanks for tuning in to The Deep Mind.